Welcome to Speaking of Success with Vicky Shelton and Cameron Scorer. In this episode and the final episode of the series, we will be discussing all the factors that you need to consider in order to accept the right offer for you. If you missed our previous two episodes on starting your job search and preparing for an interview, take a listen now on Success Recruit's website, successrecruit.com. Vicky, so we've got through the interview process. Um, you've had a really good experience with that company. Yeah. They've decided to offer you the role, um, yep. which is obviously great news. Mm-hmm. What next? So there's always so much excitement, isn't there, when you've got a job offer? Yeah. You know, you're, you've kind of gone through that grueling process of an interview and you're excited. You're feeling wanted by a company that, you know, you've really tried your best to obviously shine in an interview and you've finally got that offer of employment. So I think, you know, first of all, take a little bit of a step back just to see what where you are in the actual job search because mm-hmm. you may be in a situation where you've obviously also got a couple of other interviews pending or second stages and it's about now taking that time to reflect and ask questions to yourself. Um, for example, like, is this the company that I can see myself in long term? Um, but I think it's really important to acknowledge the job offer. I think people can get so excited that, you know, they get straight on the phone to their friend or, you know, and the worst thing you can do is maybe leave a delay in a day or two before you've even had something like that. Bearing in mind so many people deliver a job offer nowadays on email. Yeah, that that's totally correct. And in, in my experience, I've seen incidents where uh, a job offer has actually been withdrawn yeah. <laughs> because someone's taken... Uh, long because it it might not show your interest in the company yeah, even yeah. though you are interested. Well, it's another impression that you're also making as a person you know if you reply straight away there's, there's that confidence that they know that you're still interested but also that might be how you respond in your current work everyday life to an email rather than leaving it a couple of days. Yeah so you've received one offer yeah so we're we're assuming that you haven't got any other offers on the table at the moment yeah. and it's just this one offer How do you determine whether that is the right offer for you? So, I mean, hopefully our listeners have maybe listened to podcast one and two of the candidate um, journey, really, because I think, you know, if you've been selective in the first place of choosing where you're going to go for an interview, um, you know, there is every chance that, you, you know, you're jumping up and down for joy. And I think, you know, there's a couple of things that you need to think about. No one wants to move for the wrong job so you need to make sure that you know all the boxes are ticked that you have kind of previously thought about what's important to you um, in the job search and then it's really kind of um, you know maybe sometimes having to write that down on a piece of paper so this could look like a pros and cons almost for the reason for accepting the position and I think you really need to look at everything that's important to you that you've already determined. Um, So that could not necessarily be all about the money. Um, You might be driven by the money, but it also might be that long-term journey and career opportunity that you have been told about as well. So you need to weigh up what is important to you and hopefully your drivers already have determined that from when you started your job search. Um, It could be like the learning and development, the culture, the values, the benefits, the flexibility, the location, how long it takes you to get to a company, homeworking, not homeworking. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of things for someone to, you know, base their decision on. And 
I would never recommend someone, um, you know, really taking a job unless they're really, really committed to seeing that as their next journey, you know. Yeah, I, I totally I totally agree with you on that. I think um, countless times I've seen people take a, a job that meets some of their criteria. Yeah. Um, and okay, we could look at 2020 and we could look at the amount of redundancies that happened due to the, the pandemic. Um, and then people took a job because the, the job market wasn't um, as fruitful at that time. And, you know, they took a job just to, to get by until mm. the job market was, uh, you know, back up to speed. But on the flip side, not every single job is going to meet your criteria. Mm-hmm. Um, and how, how do you make a compromise on that? Mm. I think you've got to look at sort of what is the most important to you so it's kind of prioritizing that list that we've just talked about um because you know time might be more important to someone rather than money or how long it takes for them to travel to an office when they've got children or they want to be around their family more so you know there's potentially always going to have to be compromise but i think as well it depends what position you're in in your job search because if you're not working you might be more allured to taking an offer a lot quicker than if you're moving from a company that you're actually genuinely quite happy with, but you know that you're making that move for your career progression. So I think, again, it's being very clear on the outset of what you have wanted to achieve and asking that question when you've got the job offer, does it tick, you know, eight out of 10 of the boxes of what I'm looking to move? Yeah. And I I also think that um, you've got to compare it to your current job. Um, We could get quite blinkered in our approach. You know, we've made the decision to to job search mm. we've got an offer in mm. which is exciting you think yes I've achieved what my goal was yeah, um, with the job, job search but is it actually better than your current yeah. place does your um, based on your prioritization yeah. that you were talking about is it in a better location um, are you it might be a better job now but does mm. it have the right development opportunities mm-hmm. for you whereas your current job mm. you know might have more areas mm. for you to, mm. to grow into mm. so there's multiple areas that you have to consider yeah. not only about this job, but your current situation as yeah, well. Yeah, definitely. So we've spoken about when you've received one job offer. Yeah. But um, what if you're in the luxury position where you've got multiple opportunities on the go? Mm. I mean, obviously that can very easily happen. And, you know, with us being a recruitment agency, you know, sometimes that can very much happen where we're um, working with a candidate and they have got two or three other interviews. So. The first thing um, the person that's looking for the job um, needs to do is make sure their communication is flawless, really, throughout the process. Yeah. Um, you know, it's keeping everyone up to date. And I actually think it's being bold enough, you know, if we rewind to the interview stage, um, really telling that person in the interview as well that they are active and they have got other interviews because it's not going to do anyone any harm knowing that in the process in the right way i think it's it's how you communicate that it's as you say it's got to be flawless it yeah you're telling them you're you're actively searching yeah but you're still interested in that yeah definitely definitely um and i think from the angle of you know managing everyone's expectations it is about it is about managing their expectations because if you've obviously got one offer on the table you don't want to lose that offer but you equally might still want to be going to the other interviews just to make sure that you've got good comparisons you're not taking the first job offer like you might have to in the first occasion that we've just discussed mm-hmm. um and again it's it, i think when people's expectations and you're managing that communication process properly and being honest because 
I think there's nothing worse than when someone doesn't tell you as, as a recruiter. I think that's a big bugbear of mine because it's kind of like we can't always manage that process on their behalf as smoothly. And, you know, you don't want people to feel like, oh, well, am I going to be second best? When it's up front and someone's wanting to be very obvious that they're making the right career choice, that's very different than being kind of told you've got an offer but actually you're still interviewing for a couple of others it can sometimes put someone on a back leg so I actually genuinely think it's about um keeping that communication very open during the searches I think as well um we're, we're talking on the assumption that uh, you get two offers roughly around the same time yeah um but different interview processes can take different time frames yeah, people's availability yeah um when they're when they're interviewing you know you could receive an offer two weeks before yeah the, the close of another yeah um, and sometimes you've also got to make that hard decision of is that my dream offer um, and, you know, like you just say, time refrains don't always in line. So mm. it might be the fact that you've also got to think, well, do I need to stop the interview process and take this offer or do I decline that offer to continue the interview process? So I think, again, it's what is important to you and writing those lists. Yeah, and I, I think as well, like we spoke about um, podcast one and two where yeah. we're talking about and then you're, you're saying about your pros and cons list as well mm -hmm. um, in this don't do it at the end mm. when you've received an offer. Mm. If you're prioritising your roles as you're in the interview processes, yeah. you know, if you do receive the right offer from, from priority number one, yeah. then, then you'll take know. it. Yeah, you'll you know. know because, and, and that's a really good point, you know, really to make those pros and cons this once you've come out of the interview because that feeling's there and there is an element of a gut feeling that I think you need to put into this whole process of yeah. being very headstrong on all the other um, things that you class as important um, and I think one other thing is really important in this process is when you turn down an offer it's just as important to do that as professionally as you would to accept it because in this situation with multiple you never know those the, the job you take might not work out if you leave everything very smooth with anything else that's coming your way it allows either the recruiter to go back to that company on your behalf to say things haven't worked out for whatever reason and you know hopefully they haven't not worked mm -hmm. out because it was your dream job but you know personality is one thing Cameron I think it doesn't matter with all the testing or interviews in the world you're never going to know if you fit into that business until you start and mm -hmm. sometimes that is the one thing that either party might determine that that is a reason that it hasn't worked out. So if someone's left everything open and very nicely to go back to, it could also mean that you find your dream job the second time yeah. because you've managed it properly. Yeah, we, we don't always get it right first time. No, um, no. And that, that's the important thing to, to understand about this. You know, I've made bad career decisions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sure you have mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it's it's not always right. And Especially when you work in certain industries, like I, I work and I've worked in industries where um, it's quite a small circle, yeah. um, and, and yeah. people know people. And you say to someone, "Oh, have you heard this name before?" And they're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah I know who that is. I've met yeah. them at networking events." Yeah. So keeping that relationship mm -hmm. is very key. Yeah. If you go cold on them, if you um, ghost them, as they yeah. say, yeah. Um, then you know that could that could put your name in in bad in light. a bad position for sure. I think there's some really good tips there for our listeners to take away um, and decide whether it is the right offer for them. Yeah. Um, and it's so important to, to do that correctly. Mm -hmm. Once you've got to that decision yeah. um, and you've decided, yes, I'm going to go ahead with this offer, mm -hmm. I think there's the next important thing, which is to 
accept that offer in mm. the right way mm. and that's maybe not what people have thought about mm. um so what do you need to think about when you're when you're doing that okay so yeah and i mean the last thing anyone wants to do is go and hand their notice in before they've got anything you know in sort of a formal manner as such so um yeah. you know there is the odd occasion where people will still call and say we want to offer you the position as well directly i'm sure and if that is the case it is about asking for that written confirmation because obviously again if you're using an agency the chances are the agency has taken that offer verbally and then you know we obviously pass on the information for a written offer to be given and always my advice would be never to hand your notice in until you've got that formally from a from an employer so a contract or an offer letter or even an email just something in, in, writing. in writing yeah definitely so you know once obviously someone's got that you can have the confidence of you know handing your resignation in so I would always um, recommend someone does that you know very soon because you know really if you're excited and you're wanting to sort of like progress to the next stage what is stopping you from doing that and I think if you have got that little bit of a or I'll wait till Monday and it's Thursday or something or you want to wait a couple of days I would again question how serious you are and how excited you are about the position. Yeah, and there's there's no underestimating the fact that it's quite a daunting task of course, to go up to your yeah, boss and, yeah. um, and, and say, sorry, yeah. I'm, I'm leaving. Yeah, I think though as well, you know, if you've got holiday and unfortunately sometimes offers can be put in at the wrong time, so to speak, mm. for a company. But, you know, if you're about to go on a two-week holiday, I wouldn't recommend waiting until you get back because, you know, that person's potentially going to have to wait for six weeks instead of four weeks mm. um, because they haven't handed their notice in so you know it's never a good time um, you know obviously no one wants to lose a good employer um, sorry employee um, but at the same time you know it has to be done and you know again going back to communication which we've said throughout this whole podcast is so important um, it's you know acknowledging the offer saying thank you very much and you know this is what I'm going to do next and then making a contact once you can confirm your start date because again some people may have holidays to actually shorten their um four week or three month notice period whatever they're and on. i think it's about professionalism as mm. well that when i've seen people leave companies i've seen both sides i've seen people who have gone i'm out of here at mm. the door basically and, and haven't done anything for four weeks and then i yeah. see people who are real professional want to set up their, their company for for success as well yeah um that said some companies like to counter offer mm -hmm. um and, and come back with um you know to, to retain you and yes. keep you yeah what what would you think about if you were countered so i think we did cover this um in our last podcast actually cameron mm -hmm. just about sort of that situation happening and even at the start of the job search i think it's down to you being really true to yourself and asking that question from the outset of your job search like if someone was to come back and offer me two three five k more would it stop me from moving or is there more to this than that I can't get any further or you know I don't enjoy what I'm doing anymore I need a new challenge all of those things so you know unfortunately I'm sure you've had situations arise but I know many a person that stayed for the money but they were unhappy for other reasons. So six months later, they're making contact again or wishing that they had taken that job at the time. So, you know, I think you have to think very wisely um, of what your driver is and why you would stay or why you would stay for that counter offer and accept that. Sure. And I guess the final thing that we need to really think about mm. um, 
when going through this process and transitioning from one job, you might have been in that job for years and yeah. you know what you're doing and yeah. you know everyone's name and um, you feel very or, comfortable. Yeah, or, or you might be you might have changed job a couple of times in the last couple of years, mm. but you really want to set yourself up for, for success. Yeah. Um, so, how can you go about doing that? I guess from the moment that you are offered through to you know when you start and beyond. So I think keeping in touch during that process of however long it takes you to start that company is really important. Hopefully the employer is doing the same. Um, mm. But even, you know, a nice little email the week before you're due to join that team, like really excited, have a lovely weekend, I look forward to seeing you and meeting everyone on Monday. That would give me as an employer a great confidence on someone starting off on the right foot. It doesn't necessarily have to happen, but it's just probably a tip that I would say is a really nice touch that actually... Um, sets you up on the right foot like you say but mm. it's going prepared you know it's making sure that you look at all the things that you did in the early days as well how long is it going to take you to get there leaving in plenty of time and mm. um, you know having a notepad and you know being ready to take notes and having sort of that early night before the first week every every night you know not I think you know so many people just assume that once they've got the job it's the easy part when actually that's the, the, the time that it actually is the real test to see if you're going to fit in with the team, the culture, the values. Can you do the job? If you can't, are you going to learn quick enough to keep up with where the business is going? So there's a lot of things to kind of take into consideration there. And, and I think some companies um, have structured onboarding mm -hmm. programs. Other companies don't. Mm. Um, and maybe when you are keeping in touch with them, it's, it's asking them questions like, is there anything I can be doing in the meantime yeah. to, to help me come up to speed? Yeah. Um, I think it also depends whether you're going into a job that you're experienced doing or yeah. a, a job that is completely new to you. Mm -hmm. if, if it's completely new to you, I would I would definitely be asking the company questions in terms of like, okay, what, what do I need to do? How can I learn this stuff? If you are more experienced in that, that field of work, I would definitely say, you know, there's an onus of responsibility as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I know companies where it's down to you to go out and, you know, book the meetings that you need to book in your first week or, yeah. or, or do so, that sort of stuff. So I think um, be prepared for that as well. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, that brings us almost to the end of uh, episode three of our um, series of podcasts. Yeah. What would you say are your top takeaways um, from today's episode? Yeah, so really just to recap, um, Cameron I think it's taking that pause once you've had the job offer writing the pros and cons list so you can really see clearly what measures up you know you always need to make sure that everything that is important to you has been ticked and you know if for any reason you've got a position there or you're in a position sorry at that stage that you don't know um, or there's a niggle in the back of your mind thinking what about this or what about that ask you know that's the stage where you can't accept something if there's something you're not sure on and I always say to people you know it's what's important to you that you need to ask um communication you know keeping that open flow of communication throughout every step as as much as you possibly can because you just don't want to close a door that could be opened again in your future um and even when you're handing your notice in I think you touched on it earlier but, you know, it's how you hold yourself during the time that you're actually working your notice. Because actually, if you, again, make the wrong decision, or I've seen it time and time again where people leave and two, three years later they go back because there's another opportunity, they love the culture, 
it gives them that chance to keep that door open. So, you know, communication is really key throughout the whole process. And I think possibly like my final tip for the whole of the summary of the free podcasts that we've done to help candidates find their dream job is treat your job search like you would if you were going to go and buy a house and invest a lot of money into a house or a relationship that you really want to work, I guess, and end up maybe with a long-term future with someone. So I think, you know, treat it really serious. Um, You know, hopefully all these tips that we've given over the last three podcasts have really helped. Um, And, you know, if, if you do look at what we've kind of given you those tips and advice for, I think you really will be, you know, genuinely very happy and, you know, make the right decision for you. Absolutely. And it's been a pleasure as always. I think there's some really useful content in there for our listeners um, to uh, to take away yeah. and, and and implement in their in their job search. Yeah. Um, so thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you for listening. And that concludes this series of Speaking of Success. Hopefully, this series has given you a unique insight from a different perspective and given you many takeaways that you can adapt when securing your next position. Make sure you head over to Success Recruit's website, successrecruit.com, where you can find lots of useful content. And as ever, please feel free to reach out to the team if you have any questions. I'd like to thank Vicky Shelton, Founder and Managing Director of Success Recruit. And it's a big thank you from us, myself, Cameron Scora, and Vicky for listening. We wish you all the best and the excitement that comes when searching for your new job. And of course, once you've started your new role.